Hello and welcome to another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcasts. I'm James Miller and this week I'm joined by two podcast newbies. Uh, Stuart Donaldson, SMP MP for West Aberdeenshire and Concordon. Hello. Hello. And by a man whose name I should have checked how you pronounced it before I introduced him. As long as you try. Paris Gutsianis. Very well done, yeah. There you go. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Westminster correspondent for The Scotsman. Uh, we're letting all the niche publications on these days. Even let the Herald in last week. Even letting the Scotsman on. Oh, oh. I was going to say long-time listener, first-time caller, but oh, oh, no, you're not. No, I'm oh dear. <laughs> um, the, the, the theme tune always reminds me of Game of Thrones for some reason. I've never seen Game of Thrones. All oh, right. I mean, I'm not a proper Westminster person because mm. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Mm. That's all. Brexit is coming. Talks about <laughs> it, isn't it? Although. Uh, there's a man from Game of Thrones who takes his children, takes his child to swimming lessons at the same time as mine. Well, there you go. Uh, Ian Glenn. Oh, yeah. I don't know who he is. He's, in Game um, of he's um, He might even be Scottish. Oh, uh, the guy. Um, oh, what's his name? The one yeah. who's Daenerys is like. Um, you're guy. Not, well, the massive You're boat. just not even making <laughs> sense. You're not, just, you, not Drogo. Mean or, um, oh, it'll come to me. But, uh, it doesn't matter. We've mentioned Game of Thrones. I'm going I straight has- on IMDb. I can hashtag it. The bear. And uh, now I can hashtag Game of Thrones and get loads of listeners. Good trick. Um, let's start with this. PMQs. Oh man, it was. You know, often I say I was a bit rubbish. It was a great PMQs today. I thought it was quite lively. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we start? Uh, we've got to start with Jeremy Corbyn, right? Because about 10 minutes before Prime Minister's questions, the government announced it was scrapping the like main bit of its budget, which you would think would be an open goal. I mean, come on, that's yeah. pretty amazing. He managed to get run over by a screeching U-turn. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't know that any leader of the opposition... He's managed that before. And then Theresa May reversed over him and just (laughs) completely mullered him. It was amazing. um, Did any of his questions actually challenge her to show uh, confidence in Philip Hammond? Because surely that's going to be the first question that's being asked right now at the post-PMQ's huddle, is do you have confidence in your Chancellor? I I don't think she... um she, you know, some of them weren't questions. You no. know, she had to remind him what 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 the game was, and that he was supposed to ask some of the questions. And you know, I just you know, I find every week with PMQs that uh, I think Jeremy Corbyn and Theresa May, neither of them have a sense of humour. They're not very good at delivering jokes, so it does become very stale and very dry. They can't think on their feet. Um, it's you know, it's difficult for them to try and get one over on each other. And there's always a, a sigh of relief. <clears throat> Um, from from the hacks anyway, when Angus Robertson gets up, yeah, and, uh, he, had, he had he had another axe to grind, uh, but perhaps we'll get to that. We'll come on to that. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about there. Um, yeah, it's interesting you say that they're not very good at jokes and stuff. But the thing may may clearly enjoyed herself today. She enjoyed crushing him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Is that because she is good and nasty and good at it and nasty and vindictive and just likes crushing opponents, or was it just because? It's easy. I think probably she, you know, she didn't have her folder open. She knew her stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he'd had 10 minutes to, to prep for it. I don't think he knows his stuff or, you know, he suddenly have to, had to go off script, which his staff had been preparing for him or something. And, and she 
that's appalling. I mean, that's just. <laughs> but, but, like, that's, mind, but that's why they're a bad, a bad opposition. You know, <laughs> mind-blowingly appalling. I mean, <laughs> really. There I mean, must be. Was... There must have been some some uh, adrenaline coming into it as well. This was the, the most dangerous <clears throat> moment for her administration so far. Um, yeah. And uh, I suppose she she must have gone into it with some confidence, given Corbyn's previous performances. But um, I mean, I, I tweeted beforehand. I said maybe this is it. Maybe this is what he needs: is mm-hmm. not to have time to think about it, to go in, hit it. You know, as you say, the adrenaline pumping doesn't have time to think about it. Just do it on instinct. And he was—he tra- just doesn't. He didn't even ask. Know he said he didn't even ask questions. He just said words. It was—I mean, there are not words for how bad it was. I will play devil's advocate and say this: oh, yeah. that <laughs> while he didn't, while he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't go for the obvious. You know, he, he didn't—he didn't put the ball in the back of the net. But he, um, by bringing up the school funding formula. Which is another issue which Tory backbenchers yes. are very uncomfortable with, yes, um, and uh, ties into the, the budget uh, yes. constraints that the government has. Yes. Uh, if a more able questioner might but, have been able to tie those two things together, yeah, which doesn't apply in Scotland, so I don't know why you're paying attention to it. But uh, <laughs> but you're right. It's well, a big May issue. will be sweating about that yes. as well. But why didn't he bring that up last week? I mean, I was sitting after the budget going. You know, you don't need to worry about what's actually in the budget. Just talk about the, the school funding stuff because you know what's going on there, and it appeals to parents. You know, it's the, the new Labour thing: mm-hmm. education, education, mm-hmm. education. It kind of kind of works, you know. Um, but he missed it. It's, oh, it was. Um, I don't. It was certainly one of the, if not the most remarkable PMQs I've ever seen. Just because he was so woeful and got so crushed yeah. on a point that he should have won on. It was amazing. There we go, um, Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, but I guess he goes on, right? Without, uh, there's no way to get rid of him. I no. mean, uh, how how did it? You know, it's, it's um, you know that he came up to Scotland at the weekend and just annoyed Scottish Labour so much. Yes. You know, by by saying, you know, the 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 tweet, the Twitter was in a storm uh, uh, about it and uh, smooth. That is a good link because here's a here's a theory. Uh, he came up to Scotland. He said. India F2 is all right by me. 48 hours later, Nicola Sturgeon calls India F2. Clearly, it was him giving, it, on the yeah. him giving it the thumbs <laughs> up that made her go, well, OK, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. OK. If he says it's all right, I can do it, yeah. right? Is that what happened? Yeah, that, yeah we um, we normally run our policies past Jeremy Corbyn quite a lot. <laughs> well, that seems like a coincidence. Um, India F2, indeed, as you say, Angus Robertson uh, raised this, as did... Tasmina Ahmed Sheikh, as did Callum McCaig, as did the other person who was Mike Weir. Callum, um, I, I felt Callum had the best, yeah. uh, the best question uh, this week. Wannabe um, SNP leader Callum McCaig, as he's known around these parts, right? Is it not just you who calls him that? No, no, it's lots of people. Lots, <laughs> is it? lots and lots of people. Because you've started it. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's happening. <laughs> um, don't, like don't, don't those people have to be? Don't they have to be numbered? Looks he like surely you, isn't the only one. Uh, looks, no, 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 no. He's 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 the forerunner. He's, uh-huh. the, he's the front runner to be to replace Angus uh, okay. if there's an India F fallout, but we're a long way off that. But yeah, come on, India F two, um, explain this, Stuart. Why are we having India F two? What's your give me the give me the short version of? Well, as I said, so we had something to discuss on the podcast number right. one. Yeah, but right. <laughs> uh, no, I think you know it's uh, it's you know we've tried very hard uh, with uh, to reach an agreement with the UK government on uh, finding uh, some sort of deal for, for Scotland that reflects the vote that, that Scotland handed in, in the, the EU referendum. Mm. Um, 
I think um, now we're giving people a choice um, as, as we get towards um, full, full Brexit and um, whether they can uh, choose to, to go down that path that the, the, the Tory government's dragging us down or uh, choose, choose something else. Um, yeah, to what ex- well, when's it going to be? So I think Nicola said between autumn 2018 and spring 2019. That's not a choice in autumn 2018, is it? Because we won't really know what the Brexit deal is. So well, it's going to be 2019. Well, when is it really going to be? We'll <laughs> <laughs> What's your best price? I don't... I, I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't say. Um, I think, you know, if you were OCD... Um, you would want it in 2018 just because it would have a nice continuity and you would have had an, a referendum or election every year since uh, 2000 and 2014. <laughs> because we love them so yeah, much. Because, because we love yeah. them so much. Yeah, yeah. This is actually, it, 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 if and when it does happen, this is going to be my first first one, sort of covering well, it as what, a political yeah, reporter. I was doing potholes and, and planning applications when the last one was, was, was being fought. And everyone's sort of going around with big glum faces saying this is going to be terrible. Everyone's going to be at each other's throats. And I'm quite excited for it. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the kind of tone that people yeah, say. No, I mean, <laughs> that is the sort of tone. Although I would say I'm in a minority, and that uh, there is an excitement, and that it could. What I'm worried about is if it's just going to turn out to be a rubbish version of the first one, because mm-hmm. you know the first one was. I think every, one of the things is everyone found the first one grueling. I mean, mm. whether you won, lost, whatever, it was hard work yeah. for everyone: journalists, politicians, and voters. Um, I'm concerned that the first one, the second one, is just going to be a rubbish shadow of the mm. first one. Because you know people did get involved in the first one. Yeah. It was exciting. There was this democratic jamboree thing going on. Um, and how long was that? that? That campaign was more or less two years two long, years, was it not? Yeah, 2012 to 2014. If if um, Theresa May puts in place her stalling tactics, we could mm. be talking about this for the next four years plus uh, if it doesn't take uh, yeah, place I until mean, 2021. Well, you know, the, the the thing that Theresa or that has been suggested that Theresa May said about. SNP having to win a majority in 2021 kind of shows how little she understands Scottish politics. There is an independence majority yes. in the Scottish Parliament at the moment. And, you know, it assumes that, that, that independence is all about the SNP mm. when we have a much bigger movement out there that is not just the SNP. No, I think that's true. And, you know, saying, oh, you'd have to have it in your manifesto in 2021. Mm. Well, it was in the manifesto in 2016. If we come over here, it was pretty clear. Yeah. Um, but I've said this before, the, the, the mandate wars are daft in so many ways. Because yeah. Nicola Sturgeon does have a cast-iron mandate, I think, to call one. Mm. Theresa May has a cast-iron mandate to tell Scotland you're coming with us because there was an independence vote in 2014. That is a cast-iron mandate, I think. Nicola Sturgeon saying... Theresa May hasn't been elected, you haven't got much of a mandate mm-hmm. on Twitter this week, was nonsense because she wasn't elected after 2014, <laughs> between 2014 and 2016, so did she not have a mandate? Yeah. It seemed pretty petty. I mean, that's not a great start to well, the, I mean, the know, great it, independence well, debate, is that, it? You know, and it's it just, you know, it's politics, isn't it? You know, people are just going to take take whatever mandate that, that, that they think it is, is going to be fought on Twitter so might as well get your hits in early uh, <laughs> it's, oh, I hope it's not and I hope we don't have what we had last time was by the end of it just going when's the next poll I really yeah. hope that people actually go out and do proper talk to people get the feeling Absolutely. Um, you know actual proper journalism instead of sitting around going let's have another poll because yeah. we'd have to leave our desks and you get a guaranteed front page out of it and blah, I think blah, blah, blah. I think that is one of the issues I think you know 
um, thinking that people on Twitter are reflective of anyone apart from people on yes. Twitter. You know, they're not. <laughs> Especially in Scotland. Because yeah, absolutely. Because even fewer people, you know, every, everyone in London's on Twitter. Yeah. That's not true. But the proportion of people in Scotland on Twitter is even smaller. Yeah. And we political journalists and politicians often forget that people have got better things to do with yeah, their time than on Twitter all day but it's, but it's easy to get people's views because you can yeah. just go and search a keyword and then that's it or a hashtag and apparently the cybernats are in Moscow now uh, yes this was a, there was a cybernats tweet. popping up and I, what was this there was a tweet I, from Moscow there was, there was a tweet yeah geotags from, from Moscow although I suspect it was a genuine uh, anonymous nationalist slash cybernat not just uh, not, not one of uh, Putin's uh, KGB well, flax well, the Russians are in favour of independence. Yeah, that is fair to say, Scratching right? their chin and looking at this. That's fair to say. Uh, Would you agree? I mean, that was I, last I, time round. That was mentioned I, as a. You I don't know. know I haven't. I haven't. The destabilisation. Canvassed, canvassed the Russians much about it. About you could probably see Russia from your constituency. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, Sarah Palin. You're right on the edge of Scotland. <laughs> not, not quite. I don't think I'd have to go you over must Norway be, first. You must be one of the closest constituencies to Russia in the UK. Right. I suppose I am, really. I mean, I suppose yeah. Orkney and Shetland are close. Or- Orkney. Well, it depends which way you go. There should be a quiz segment to this. Yeah. Mm. Obscure. What is the closest... <laughs> well, all right. The closest we'll constituency to Russia. I think I must border the most other constituencies. My constituency must do. Yeah, it's, it's like border, sticking right on the border edge. Like nine. Or maybe the top bit, maybe lands in. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, should we not spend lots of time yes. just <laughs> randomly discussing <laughs> things we don't know the answer to? Um, well, <laughs> let's do that, but not Russia. Um, the EU... Here's an interesting thing with this whole EF2. I can't get my head round. You're wearing a little badge that's got uh, your Salta and your EU badge on it. Mm-hmm. Um, is the SNP going to be committed to an independent Scotland within the EU? That's always been our position, well, for as long as I've been in the SNP, yeah, which admittedly isn't is well, in all that long. All right. Well, that doesn't answer <laughs> um, the question of whether it will be your position. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I, it will be, uh, I think. Um, and, you know, from, you know, Scotland voted to, to remain in the EU and that is the, the position of, of the SNP although there are some members who, who don't agree with that position but um, that So you're able to say that it seems like the leadership are not able to be quite as unequivocal as you are it feels like there's a bit of some sort of wobble going mm. on at the top now that might is that just journalists looking for wobble where there isn't any or is there discussions taking place on you know this idea that an independent Scotland would have a, a Norway-style, mm-hmm. you know, EFTA or EEA or whatever economic yeah. arrangement with the EU. Is it a wobble? I, I, you know, I think you, you you can probably look into it uh, a bit too much, but uh, you know, I you know the policy is, you know, remain in the EU or be members yeah. of the EU. So, okay, that's, that's where I'm coming from. Do you believe him? Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe him. I, I believe you in the sense <laughs> that 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 is the position yeah. and uh, that may well remain the position mm-hmm. throughout um, you know, Brexit and any future independence campaign. I think what's equally clear is that Scotland, even on the First Minister's timetable, Scotland's going to be leaving the EU. Um, if you have yes, a referendum okay. uh, in 2018 or 20, 2019, there isn't enough time to, to get out of the UK and get back into the EU. Um, so EFTA, as some sort of halfway house, mm-hmm. might, well, might well be the way back in. Um, if EFTA a tr- for a bit and then full membership. EFTA for a bit. There's, there's clearly a, uh, an increasing, if, if you believe the, the figures from the, um, uh, from the Social Attitude Survey, yeah. Euroscepticism is on the rise in yes. Scotland. 
Absolutely. Uh, we know that there's a big portion of S&P support that voted to leave the EU. Yes. Um, and uh, Nicola Sturgeon needs them to vote for independence. Yes. So Which would explain the wobble. If there softening is a softening the position uh, would make sense. Yeah. Um, but there you go. You heard it here. Here's an SNP MP saying, no, it will be the position. Uh, we'll come back to you in a couple of years. Time, if that changes. <laughs> yeah. um, but perhaps we'll come um, back to you and, and, and ask you again, perhaps in yet another EU referendum. The f- well, not not, not yes. a second EU referendum, but the first EU referendum in an independent the first Scottish mm-hmm. EU. Uh, yeah, that also yeah. seems that would seem a, a way out. And then you can have another out. another referendum in well, twenty twenty years. We need to, we, just, know, we need to find something else to vote on. Something else to twenty one years. Yeah. Uh, here's something you could vote on: spending money on fixing schools in Scotland. <laughs> what about that? Eh? Yeah, that, there's there's a there's a one to work on. Um, the result. Go on then. Let's have the first. We've got India F2. We know it's going to happen. We think it is definitely going to happen. If, because if Theresa, you know, Theresa May, it's up to Theresa May really. She, you know, she can, you know, come to some sort of agreement. You know, she could. She's been saying we've we've been having discussions, but at no point has she said actually. You know, you've put forward a compromise proposal. Um, we might, you know, we're going to take some of this on board. Um, so you know, she, she she has options, but she's 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 running out of time. I There's think. still a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah. There are there are personalities in Downing Street that I think um, would be quite up for it in the sense that they're they're quite fighty and like to like to face yeah. up to Theresa May's uh, opponents and perhaps looking at the polls as they are currently feel confident maybe too confident but uh, think that they could win it uh, there's nobody Scottish or there's no special Scottish person in Downing Street there's no special Scottish um, person but you there's, know, there's, uh, Fiona, there's Fiona Hill who's an important sure. uh, Scottish person but um, who's apparently on David, her way to Scotland David Cameron had his Scottish special advisor yeah uh, and Nick Clegg did when he was there he had people in Downing Street there was quite a few Scottish people kicking around Downing Street Theresa May hasn't gone down that route yet of having a specific Scottish advisor I wonder if that will change or as you say she's just going to stick with Fiona um, Hill well uh, Fiona Hill and uh, Nick Timothy are on their way to Scotland to speak yes. to um, uh, to Ruth Davidson who who is what? who has got a role he's got more of a role she's not got a phone what is this with Nick Timothy and Fiona Hill getting sent places they went out to America pre uh, the Trump visit as well it's like they're some sort of what they're like the Avengers or something, you know? They they, they go. She sends them places to fix things and d- do good or do jet evil. Or something. Yeah, I hope they take an invisible <laughs> jet or a, a motorbike or something. I do hope so. I, if they haven't, I'm going to pretend they have. Uh, all right. Well, listen. We think it's going to happen. So let's have those first predictions. Um, all right. Let's go to you, Stuart. I've got a feeling I might be able to guess what you're going to predict, but uh, the result is going to be. Or do you want a percentage? Uh, oh yeah, or, no, I don't. I don't have a percentage. You know, I I think it will be, uh, yes, um, and the, the reason yes, the reason yes. the reason for that is you know when we started the last referendum we were on, and you guys will be able to tell me the percentage. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. We managed to get that to forty five. Yeah. You know, the each poll has kind of got us creeping towards fifty percent, and there was a poll last week that showed us over fifty percent. One poll. One poll, don't you know, but one poll. I, I absolutely don't, you know, and uh, I, I'm never one for retweeting polls because I, I you know, I yeah. think if you have to do it for one, you have to do it for all of them. Um, but you know, polls have steadily shown us creeping towards um, 50. Yeah. percent I think you know, to start from from that basis, moving forward is 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 a good a place as any. Maybe to, you've hoovered up all the yes voters, so that's the thing, isn't it? There's, <laughs> there's, there's probably not another 20 percent to win, is there? I think there is. There is still uh, a significant. Uh, portion of, of, of people um, you need a demographic shuffle don't you you need more young people to be getting older into the, into the no. age range where they vote 
and that so actually waiting might might not be such a bad idea. No, 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 no. Because when young people get older, they become no voters. This is a nonsense. The idea that when the young people get old, they'll keep voting yes. Because when they get older, Westminster starts giving them money, and when you start getting money in your hand, your pension comes from Westminster. Then you start thinking, I quite like having money in my hand from Westminster. Do I really want to risk it? And that's the big. Uh, or if you're in your fifties th- th- and you're th- soon going to start getting some when, money, I you know, think when you get to that age. But I think you know, you know, going from school age to to just after school age, I think is. is but is, and with all, you know present company accepted they're all idiots they don't vote do they it's a, Ooh, you know, no, no, young no. people young people I mean, that's something I'm trying to change you know and, yeah, I, well. and, I, and, I, and I think young people you know the young people I talk to are incredibly engaged um, in, in politics and uh, I think they often know a lot more about the nuances of arguments good for them they need to know the way to the polling station because <laughs> yet again they don't vote as yeah. many as much as old people yeah. you know they, it's just what's wrong with them yeah no, um, I, I, I agree. There I, hasn't been a great record in the past few years of people voting in their economic best interests. Well, uh, which well, may well, be we don't know the about defining. Uh, what are you talking about? If you're talking about Brexit, then you're all wrong because we're going to have Empire 2.0 and it's going to be wonderful. You know, maybe we're going to be sailing possibly. around the world. Yeah. Striking trade it's deals. It's going to be amazing. Well, we're going to be getting there two weeks late. Uh, Allegedly. On, by it's, boat. It's but. going to be... No, we'll, we'll have the Royal Yacht that we're going to recommission. Yeah. And, you know, and we're going to be able to do trade deals on there. So Unless it's the Royal Hydrofoil. It's not going to get there as fast <laughs> as someone... <laughs> That's a good idea. That'd be amazing. Um, anyway, right. We're getting distracted. Uh, a big yes or a small... What do you think? A tight or a big one? Uh, what, a rough idea? I would like it to be a big yes. What's a, what's a, what is a big yes? I mean, presumably... You, what, you I think would you say above 60, 65 percent? I would say over 60 percent is You're a big right. yes. Is that, that's doable? Yeah. Okay. Um, Paris, call it. Do I have to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically. I think, I, you know, sorts a lot, it'll probably be the same result as last time. Um, well, for no. Uh, or reversed. If, if you look at the polls now, yeah. then that's what they're saying, isn't it? Yeah. But actually, um, there hasn't been a surge caused yep. by Brexit, mm. but what we have seen is, um, you know, consistently, historically high support for independence, but yes. not quite high enough. Okay. Um, I think it, it depends on, on what, you know, over the next two years, everything's going to change. Um, economic, I mean, a hard Brexit could totally turn the economy on its head, and then where will the economic arguments be? What's going to happen, I mean, I know you say you're excited about covering IndyRef 2, as we are going to call it, despite some people wanting to call it Scott Ref or something, it's Indy Ref too. Um, are you actually going to get to the to the finishing line? If it happens after Brexit, mm-hmm. presumably you're going to get deported. Oh, personally, yeah. Um, uh, I am actually because I, I recently attempted to fill out the the Home Office uh, yeah. online application. Um, you're trying to become a Brit. Uh, no, I'm just trying to be allowed to stay. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll leave one step at a time. Um, so. I'm not confident based on the doc because it just takes absolute reams of documentation. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of joking, but I mean, genuinely, it must be a bit. But so I'm expecting, are... I'm expecting to get a letter fairly soon that says, "Please make preparations to leave." Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to leave. It doesn't mean I have to leave either. Um, no, but you could go into hiding, and, like, I could, live I in the could, woods or something. Yeah, yeah. That, I could, that, I could put on a, I could get a fake mustache and beard. Oh no, it's too, yeah, <laughs> too late. Um, so. I, I, I suppose I don't know what's going to happen in the next two years, and, and if I if I have to leave, I um, I have thought about it. 
It's um, terrible, isn't it? I mean, that, this is you know the real life. I have a personal stake. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you wow. sort of. I am sort of joking about it. Going, oh, you'll be sent back to your own country, but of course, it's real. I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's funny because yeah, it's, it's true. Well, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> uh, when do you, where are you going to get deported to? Um, I d- they'll probably try and send me to Greece, but um, oh, right. you know, most people don't have a job there, so I, I might uh, might try and. Does a Scotsman have an office there in Greece? Yeah. Oh, I can open it. <laughs> Greece, Greece, right? You've got lots of sunshine in Greece. It's, uh, you know, and they're nice. Yes, but I'd, no, I'd, no jobs. Well, no that's true. But, um, it's all right. Just start saving. Um, I'm pretty relaxed about it, but you, you see, you know, obviously there's there's people who, um, who have got families, who've got kids, yeah. who who don't really have anywhere else to go. Um, and you know, I've 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 lived all over, so I'm I'm used to the idea of, of going different places. But um, you know, it must be very scary for them. I and s- I'd strongly suggest you think about your coverage of the Scottish independence referendum. Because uh, you could always go there, right? Uh, I, them, especially if you're an easy If right. you're suggesting that I would let my personal uh, well, my personal situation influence my reporting, well, absolutely not. Bear it in mind. Um, yeah. But um, I, I, Greece has I got more sunshine, that, though. Uh, Greece does have more sunshine. Yeah, I'm better be it. Yeah, I go to Greece. Um, right, uh, we need to talk about something else that came up at uh, the big question at Prime Minister's Questions. You know it's coming. Uh, we were all, it was the one that blew everything else. Never mind India Ref, never mind Brexit. Sausages. 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 Stuart, sausage man Donaldson, as everyone calls you. Just just the same as everyone calls Callum McKeague, the next leader of the yeah, SNP. Yeah. Um, you, I, I was in Scotland earlier this year, and they have this weird programme called The Mart, which yeah. is a fly-in-the-wall programme about... Uh, what is it? A meat? What, what, a meat it's a, it's a market. Mar- no, it's a market. It's a it's, uh, it's a, like a, a livestock for, market. A li- livestock market. For, um, for, for, for which is fine things. and interesting, but it's on prime time on BBC Scotland. It's yeah. like it, it feels like an afternoon show. It's weird. Uh, and being a terrible political geek, they had a, a segment about sausage making, and who should turn up? But the local MP was judging some competition involving sausages. Yeah. Uh, and being a geek, I was like, oh, that's Stuart Donaldson, the MP. Because uh, I'm not that interested in sheep and cows and all that. Um, you judged, what was it? The so world it record the, attempt for making sausages. Making the most sausages in a minute, yeah. Can you make a sausage? No, I can't. I can't do it. It was, uh, it was local uh, butchers who were doing it. And I was one of the kind of official witnesses. Um, there was a guy. Is that because you're an MP? That makes apparently, you a serious person. Apparently, yeah. Um, Is that like one of the perks <laughs> that you can officially witness uh, world uh, record offici- Officiate uh, world record attempts, wow. yeah. So I had to, you know, sign all the forms and say, uh, you know, I was watching closely. But, but you, you can't pardon anything like the US president. No, you I don't think so. can't uh, pick your favourite cow and say, no, <laughs> you will be spared. No, I don't think so. But, um, there, you know, there was... Um, Somebody who was um, had, whose job it was to measure the sausages and check the, the, the firmness. So. Uh, <laughs> so. Did you expect that when you got elected? Uh, no, I did didn't. You really it was brilliant. It, I've won election. It, now I can go and judge sausage competitions. It, <laughs> it wasn't something I expected ever to have to do. But um, is it uh, a massive fag to go along and do all this sort of stuff? I quite, quite like it. I think it's. I think it's great. I think being able to share in people's passions is one of the by far the best bits of the job and people think I'm being really sarcastic and cynical when I say that but I genuinely love you it you share a passion for, passion for sausages <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said uh, <laughs> I, I share people they won as well they won didn't they, they part- yeah they won, they so just- it was I th- I'm trying to get this right I think the the world record was 45 and then they got it to 54 boom Smashed so, it. Yeah. Smashed wow. it. That's it. That's 55 44. Yeah. 45 54. There's an interesting sort of yeah, yeah. difference. Eh? Cool. There you go. There's, um, a, there's a prediction. Omen. Yeah. yeah so, um, absolutely. So, yeah. Sausage based predictions. Um, 
were they any good? Did you get to eat any? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take any. Or did you have any. to uh, like uh, declare them if you took some? Uh, have oh, to go on your register of interest. Uh, possibly a bag of sausages. A, ba- a bag of uh, <laughs> a bag of freshly made sausages. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I assume it's finished now because that was back in January. That's what it made. It's a weird program. It's, that a, it was it's a really popular program and it's, it's made by BBC program. Aberdeen. It's like... And it's you know it's you know I used to go there with my uncle and uh, I put my hand through the grates on the on the cattle yeah. ring and used to wave my hands about. It was like don't do that because you're buying cattle. Oh, or okay. cutting the price up. So, uh, I went to the Royal Highland show once, and uh, my brother kicked a pig. Uh, that's nearly as good as uh, as waving your hands at cows. Um, the sausage question came from Victoria Atkins, who was talking up. Oh, it was one of, I mean, it was interesting because it was number one of a number of really <coughs> stupid questions at Prime Minister's questions. Because her question was, it was genuinely, "Are you going to get the best Brexit deal for Britain?" Right, which is just dumb. Mm. Uh, and there was a man, who was the man? Give me a job uh, question. Jeremy Quinn, who said, oh, after after Jeremy Corbyn had been terrible, got up and said, oh, when the facts change, I change my questions. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Basically, and the, then, the whips handed then me read the sheet out of paper. He'd just been handed. Yeah. <laughs> I which, was handed a, a different sheet of paper yesterday. And he couldn't read it out. He managed to <laughs> I know, he forgot, he forgot what he was Water. asking about. He's, yeah. he's, Please give me a job. Uh, yeah, he's now worth noticing mm. because he's now, really a numpty. I'd had to duck out because of all the excitement with the U-turn oh, okay. and, uh, and, and independence. I suppose the answer to the sausage question wasn't a hard Brexit is going to put 50% tariffs on this sausage, therefore no. you'll, you'll probably never sell one overseas again. No, indeed. It was, yes, yes. I am going to get the best deal for Brexit. Yeah. And I think she, I can't even remember mentioned Lincolnshire sausages. Did you heckle at that point going, uh, Aberdeen's <laughs> sausages are better? No, I didn't. I oh. really should have. Oh, yeah. You should have done. Um, uh, okay, well... Um, are you going to be on the mart again? Can we look forward to a, a, a repeat appearance? I, or, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think it was probably a one-off, okay. you know, a cameo appearance. Um, well, it was. There you go. It's very exciting. This I, is uh, a whole new world for me. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know. sausage judging. Well, come sausage. on, you work for the Scotland. Can I? Can I ask a very basic question? Yeah. So this is a uh, sort of an event where they have the live animals and the produce oh, well, side by f- side. It, to be fair, it was a food. Was it a food? It was fair? a food festival. So, right. but they didn't have they didn't have the the live stuff, the the livestock there. I was going to say, showing them their futures. It's, it's <laughs> not, cruel. Not savages. <laughs> hey, pig. That's you. That is. Um, right. Let's finish with uh, I love your questions. The weekly chain of questions, which now has a prize for anybody who can name the MP who is voicing this jingle. I love your questions. I love your questions. I love your questions. There you go. Who is that MP? Anybody, go? Go Anybody want to guess? Um, <sighs> Andrea Ledsom. Good guess. <laughs> no. So the prize rolls over. I'm going to say uh, Philippa Whitford. No. Oh, excellent. Prize right rolls over. You've seen the prize. You can't say what it is, but it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's, it's oh, it was, yeah, it's, mind blowing yeah. actually. Next week, uh, if somebody gets it, there'll be two of them to win. There you go. It's, it's a rollover. Uh, the question set by Ailey Whiteford was: What is your favourite ice cream flavour? Chocolate. Why? Well, I don't like fruit in my ice cream. You know, I don't want a fruit flavoured ice cream. Is that because you're Scottish and you just don't like fruit? I yeah, <laughs> just like sausage. Probably there was sausage flavor. Sausage flavor, but you, know, um, you get all these weird flavors. But no, just plain chocolate, but, Cho- you know. chocolate chip, or like anything kind of like toffee or caramel or coffee or anything like in that kind of range. And Ailey claims that your area and hers is uh, got loads of really good ice cream makers. This yeah. is this is new. Well, to me. yeah, like there's loads of good ice cream shops like down by the the coast and things like but that. It's like and never hot. 
Why don't they eat the ice cream? Well, I've got an outdoor swimming pool in my constituency. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the northernmost Lido in the UK. Wow, that is yeah. good knowledge. Yeah. Oh, see, this this feature works. You exactly. get interesting stuff. Exactly. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor, Paris, with your uh, multicultural background. Uh oh. Mm, no, just still chocolate. Oh, come on. See? You get good ice cream in Greece. We're not going on holiday in Greece. Oh man, you get some good stuff. What's your favorite? Uh oh. What did you get? You get like there's good cookies and cream in Finnacunda in Greece in uh, the Peloponnese. Got a lot of time for that. Although ice, uh, Italian ice cream as well. Yeah, to be honest, I had good. a banana and chocolate once in in, mm. uh, in Italy. That was pretty amazing. If I get deported anywhere, I'll try to get deported to uh, to Italy. To Italy, you got an Italian reason to get deported to Italy? I'm sure I can dig up some relatives there. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. No problem. Um, so, uh, Stuart, it falls to you to set a question for next week's guest, who should be. Oh, I haven't actually confirmed with him. Um, Tiny heckler Martin Doherty Hughes. Ah, brilliant. Uh, you got a question for him? Well, I am. Um, next week, I am doing. taking part in a charity Strictly Come Dancing. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask him what his favourite dance is. <laughs> that could be interesting. Because he's quite, he's quite a hipster, isn't he? He's got quite the hipster wardrobe. He, well, he, he likes his bow ties yeah. and his, he, he often wears trainers in a suit. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one, though, because hipsters don't dance. They stand at the back of the hall, yeah, with arms cool, folded. Yeah. Well, too cool for school. It's like a shuffle or something? I don't know. Okay, well, there we go. We will find out next week. Um, yes, so tune in next week for that and more. I suspect we'll be talking about Indie Ref 2 quite a lot. I need to make a new jingle for that. Uh, if you've got any ideas for the style of that jingle, please do get in touch. Or to discuss anything in this podcast, I am at Political Yeti on Twitter. I am politicalyeti at gmail.com on email. Uh, I say thank you to Stuart and thank you to Paris. Thank you. And uh, tune in next week for another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>